Hello and welcome to another episode of the Diet Obsessed Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Santarelli, and this is a podcast for those of us who are just obsessed with all things diet culture, and we're trying to find some balance in this world full of extremes. All right, so let's get into the episode. So today I'm going to be doing another review of Diet Starts Tomorrow, one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, But first, I'm going to give a little personal update. So I just got back from a trip, a business trip to LA. And when I am traveling, especially on business, I basically go into survival mode. I, you know, I kind of eat what's there. Um, I try to make it convenient for myself. I try to stay well balanced. Um, I try to get a little workout in, but you know, at the end of the day, especially with this business trip, it was, it, it was a packed trip. It was, there was a lot of stressful things I needed to accomplish. And so I left on a Monday morning. I left at like I mean, I got up at 4 a.m. and I was out of here by 6. I actually drove from Arizona to L.A. so I would have my my vehicle with me. And I had all these vegetables left in the refrigerator that I hadn't eaten. I had a bunch of cut up um, cucumbers and peppers that I thought I was going to make into salads the week before. And I hate wasting food. So I actually took all of those raw vegetables with me and just ate them plain and raw on my way to L.A., And uh, sometimes I stop for Popeye's on the way, but I just mentally, because of how tough the week was going to be, I just didn't want to start my week unhealthy. So I ate raw vegetables. I, I had a protein shake on my way. And then I went right to work when I got there. And then I didn't eat again until I went to my favorite sandwich shop, which is Mendocino Farms. So I did post about that on my Instagram. Uh, The sandwich was incredible. I love this. It's like not so fried chicken sandwich and I'm not into deli meat, but this place has, it's, it's more fresh than deli meat. Uh, and it's sliced chicken and it had this like mustard roumalade on it with raw cabbage and really good bread and this couscous curry on the side. It was really good. Um, and then I was at a, at a conference all week. So I was kind of stuck eating conference food which wasn't horrible. I mean, the actual box lunches that they gave us were, were pretty good. I was happy that they had vegetarian options because, again, I don't like deli meat. And they always put deli meat sandwiches into box lunches. So I was able to eat a quinoa salad. Um, they had this, like, vegetable roll that was really good one day. Um, and then there were, you know, some desserts and some chips in there, which I ate. And then, you know, another problem with with traveling for businesses, I typically drink more than I normally would, depending on what, what's going on. So Tuesday night I get there and there was a, like a cocktail reception. So, you know, had some cocktails that night. And then Wednesday was this VIP dinner and there was a cocktail reception before. And then we went right into this dinner. Now these tickets were not cheap. I mean, I paid $175 for my ticket. So I'm sorry, but I was expecting some good food. I was hoping like, do I get a filet? Do I get a nice piece of wild salmon? You know, something really good, but it was a buffet. I mean, I just wish I'd eaten more of the appetizers during the cocktail hour. Right before we walked into the dinner, I was so hungry and I had wine in me and I'm like, I need to eat something. And so I had some of this bread and cheese that was really good and some of these marinated carrots that were delicious. 
But the dinner itself was not good. It was like this buffet, this overcooked pasta with this terrible red sauce. I mean, they had chicken and salmon. Both of them looked terrible, but the salmon looked looked bad. I mean, I love salmon, but the salmon looked gross. I, the sauce was kind of like this whitish sauce. I think it was supposed to be mustardy, but it's it just turned me off. So I ate the chicken. And I only ate a couple bites of the chicken breast because it just, you know, it was kind of flavorless and bland and just not that appetizing. Uh, and then I had, they had like a little salad that I ate and some more carrots, but, and I didn't even eat dessert. So I drank a lot of wine. So the wine was good. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I'm paying $175 for a damn ticket, you'd think that they'd have better food. I did make some good connections. So, you know, I think it was worth it, but, but not good food. And then, so after the conference, I decided to take myself out to dinner and I was in Pasadena and I was kind of Googling some good restaurants and I had heard of this place, Nick's. So I was like, okay, let me, let me try this. It had good reviews. The menu looked great. The cocktails looked really good. So I went in there and sat at the bar and I, I will be posting this content on my Instagram. Follow me at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. Um, but so I was trying to figure out what I wanted for an appetizer. And I mean, I'm in California, not in Arizona. So I was like, oh, I probably should order fish of some kind. And so it was between these black, blackened shrimp taquitos and these salmon poke um, tacos with this like wonton taco. And so I, did end up going for the salmon tacos. I wish I'd gone for the taquitos because I love shrimp. I love salmon too, but I don't know. It was these, these fish, these salmon tacos were fishy. You know, it shouldn't taste fishy if you're eating salmon. I mean, you know, I know, I know good salmon and that was not it. So, so, I mean, I ate them all, (laughs) but I didn't really enjoy them that well. They gave me some complimentary nuts. The nuts literally had no salt on them. I'm like, these are gross. Um, they were free. So whatever. I just, you know, I ate a couple and let them sit there. I did get this like cucumber, um, this like mint and cucumber and basil drink that I thought would be incredible. Mm, It was, it was okay. Not great. And then I had a glass of wine after that. Um, and then I just decided to stick to something safe at that point. So I ordered the margarita pizza because I also wanted to have some leftovers for late night. And so the the pizza was good. I mean, how, you know, it's hard to go wrong with pizza, but it, it was good pizza. So, so that was my dining experience, not super impressed. And then I did get some Popeyes on my way home. So that was my treat to myself. Uh, I barely worked out while I was there. I did get some push-ups in one day. Uh, but I didn't binge at night. So, you know, I didn't gain weight while I was there. I was, you know, running around all day, super busy, you know, long durations between eating meals. So, you know, I basically maintained while I was there, but, you know, came back just not feeling great because I hadn't been able to work out and wasn't able to eat, you know, all the whole foods and just, you know, and I came back and had to go directly into this um, not had to, I was, I was invited to and glad to go to this Kentucky Derby event with my friend KK and some other girls. So that was fun. We got dressed up in our, you know, in our Kentucky Derby outfits. And I put on this dress that I haven't worn in years. I was praying it would fit me and it did. I mean, it, it you know, it's very short, but it fit me. I uh, posted all the pictures on the Instagram and the food at this place, it traditionally hasn't been great. 
So I just got some onion rings, which were really good. I'm getting back on track next week. Um, and today's been totally off. It was Mother's Day. My boyfriend ordered bagels and made eggs and bacon for his family, and they came over. So today's a wash. Tomorrow, starting with my healthy protein shake. Um, but anyway, so that's a little bit of my food and wellness update for the week. I've just been off this week because of travel, but getting back into my routine next week, which I'm, I'm very excited for. So let's now move into a review of one of my favorite podcasts, Diet Starts Tomorrow from Betches. And this week, Aileen had a guest that works for her at Betches. His name's Dylan Hafer, and he does a few things. He does, um, like, I think he's like the head of content creation, or he does, he has like a big job at Betches. Um, and he, he runs the, the Instagram handle at, uh, at Bravo by Betches because he's super into Bravo. And I know that he had written this article one time that got uh, the wrath of Haley Bieber, um, you know, at him. So, so I think he's a little bit snarky in some of the things he writes, but, you know, he's a great guest on this show. And so the topic of this was body shaming and fat phobia in pop culture. And so Aileen started out asking Dylan, you know, what's your non-scale win that you want to share? And that's uh, kind of a common thing they do on this podcast, non-scale wins, because they don't want it to be very focused about weight loss. And so Dylan said that, um, you know, now when he gets dressed, he's, you know, mentally, it's less about trying to look thinner. You know, he's not trying to like find that shirt that like makes his waist look thin or his arms look a certain way. Instead, he's just focusing more on his overall look, um, you know, rather than trying to find that sweater that makes his stomach look smaller. Uh, and, and Aileen's like, oh, that's good. That's great. You know, and how did you get here mentally? Like, what was that journey like? And, you know, Dylan was just kind of like, you know, I've just been trying to not overthink things so much, you know, not obsessing and focusing on my body so much, just more focusing on happiness, enjoying life, you know, focusing on more meaningful things rather than kind of the superficial and, you know, in his head about his own body. And so, so Aileen uh, then talked about her non-scale win, which was, you know, she'd been letting her eyebrows go you know, she hadn't been plucking them. She hadn't been um, going to get them done because of the pandemic. And so she finally went and got them done. And she was like, oh my God, she's like, this makes such a difference. And she just felt so good about it. And, and, you know, Dylan was like, yeah, those small things of self-care are really important. Um, you know, and Aileen was like, yeah, it's like, you know, getting your hair dyed or getting an outfit that makes you feel confident. And, you know, they're talking about, Dylan was talking about how it is nice to kind of present that best version of yourself. Um, but then Aileen kind of talked about then grappling with that, like, you know, is, and, you know, why do I care so much? You know, am I doing these things for myself or am I doing them because, you know, I think it's important how other people perceive me. And, you know, am I doing these things with my hair and this grooming and all of the stuff to try to like please other people so that they think that I am attractive? Um, you know, and Dylan was like, it's hard because, you know, you try to not be that person that cares and you try and, and, and it's normal to try to work towards that, right? More um, inward validation versus external validation, not caring so much about what people think about you, caring about what, what you what you think of yourself. Um, but he's like, it's unrealistic, though. He's like, it's unrealistic that you won't care about what other people think to some extent. 
And he's like, but, you know, if you kind of turn it around and, and really focus on, you know, I am confident because I'm presenting the best version of myself. And, you know, if you are someone that wants to be the best version of yourself, uh, but being true to yourself, then, you know, that's okay. And you should do things that make you feel good. It's like for me, like I've worn makeup to the gym before because, and not even gyms where like anyone's going to see me. Like I've gone to gyms where I'm literally alone in the gym, but sometimes I still put makeup on, but it's for me. It's like, so I feel when I'm looking in the mirror, I feel good about myself and it's, I do it for myself. So, um, you know, so Aileen agreed with that. She said, you know, people are going to care to some degree, but you know, just focusing on staying, staying focused on doing it for yourself. And it's just kind of a byproduct if other people agree. And so then they went into this non-scale win that was written in by a listener. And so this listener talked about, you know, it's not a very specific thing, but just her general mind shift, uh, mindset shift that she's been working on. And she, this listener wrote in and said that she's been grow, growing up. She always had a good positive body image, but then over the pandemic, she started becoming obsessed with diet and exercise. And she said it, it got to this very unhealthy point where she was constantly body checking herself, even to the point where she would like, every time she would pass a, a mirror, she would like lift her shirt to make sure that her abs were still showing. Um, and she's just, now she's working on, and she's reached a point where that she's not doing that anymore. She's not body checking herself anymore. And that, you know, she's just working on just being happy with herself and not so focused on, you know, the superficial kind of version of what she has to be. And so, you know, Aileen really, um, just kind of related to that because she said that back in the day she was always obsessively body checking and that she would do it when she wasn't feeling good about herself. She said that like where she lives, there was this very reflective um, window where she would constantly always like stare at herself and pick herself apart and, and, and tear herself down for what she looked like and never feeling like it was good enough. Um, and, you know, and it's torture, you know, it is torture to constantly be focused on that and picking yourself apart. And so, you know, Aileen just related to getting out of that mindset and just focusing on like what you bring to the world and, and, you know, what your value truly is. You know, we were, we were all, we're, there's a very small percentage of, of the world that were born to be supermodels and that make their, their, their income off of what they look like, um, and so, so after this, they went on to a dear DST and, um, and this is where they started talking about the way that TV and movies shape, uh, the way that we think about body image. And, um, this person wrote in about the Monica Lewinsky documentary and just how shocked that she was when, when she was hearing how people commented on Monica Lewinsky and that it was all about how, you know, unattractive she was and how she was overweight and how, you know, how could Bill Clinton ruin his entire career just to be with this unattractive, overweight girl? You know, why would he pick her? You know, as if that's what the, the discussion should have been, not how did he abuse his power? How did he step over the line and take advantage of a position that he was in? 
man and a woman that you know, obviously was going to respond to that level of power and maybe in some instance didn't feel like she had a choice. I mean, many women have been throughout the, the years, you know, is, have had to have been in positions where they didn't say anything. They didn't feel like they had a choice in the matter. Now, maybe Monica did, but the the way that society responded to this situation was very much focused on her being, you know, the the culprit, the the, you know, wrongdoer in this situation and so focused on her weight and her appearance versus like the wrong that he did. And so this listener like took it that as a message that her appearance and her weight was really what mattered in society. And, you know, I think we all take messages like that, right? We're all, especially as we grow up, we're looking at how, you know, what's acceptable in society because it is hard to stand out. It's hard to be different as a kid. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people want to just fit in because it's, it's so hard growing up and, you know, it's, it's, and these messages that we get, you know, from the patriarchy, from, um, you know, old movies. And now when you look at old movies, it's, it's pretty shocking. Um, I just went and saw this old movie, um, this old, like, uh, breakfast at Tiffany's. I'd never seen it before. And literally, these men are like bar- trying to barge down. What's her name? That's in Breakfast with Tiffany's. It's that girl that looks like Paige Desorbo. Um, oh my god, I can't. Rem- I can't believe I'm forgetting this girl's name. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. The little petite, brown-haired Audrey. Not Aud- is it Audrey Hepburn? No. It, oh yeah, it is. It is Audrey Hepburn. I think. Um, anyway. These in this movie, these men are literally barging down her door, like basically trying to rape her. I mean, that's what it's insinuating is that they're like, they're so taken with her beauty and so want to date her that they're just barging down and she has to like basically run away, escape out of a fire escape. I mean, it's totally inappropriate. And, and, but this is what women have dealt with, you know, just dealing with what, you know, men chasing after them as sexual objects. And so, you know, and that's, you know, I think all of us have, have been under that. I think that's why we are as women and what this podcast is all about is trying to, trying to like fix our brains from all these messages we've gotten over the years. And, um, Aileen talked about that, you know, she felt that way when she was watching the Kardashians and when Kim was pregnant. So Kim had this very difficult pregnancy. She gained a lot of weight, her, her ankles and feet were super, super swollen and people were just tearing her apart for being pregnant and gaining weight. I mean, it was ridiculous. And Aileen took that as like, oh my God, like if I get pregnant too, that's how people are going to judge me. That's how people are going to look at me. Like, what if I gain weight like that? And, you know, and, and Aileen's like very short. And so she was, you know, especially the way that she was worried about how she'd carry it. And, um, you know, how, again, how society would judge her for that based on what she was seeing play out on television. Um, and, you know, Dylan was like, yeah, it's, it's crazy that people would do that because you're not in control when you're pregnant, you know, and other people go through illness and medication changes that affect your weight, your body shape, your, um, you know, how, how you look, what, what conditions you have. And it's just, and it's so wrong in general to comment on people's bodies, but 
even though, you know, there is more of an awareness now in society that you shouldn't comment, we still do. I mean, it's, it's, I, I did it today, you know, it's Mother's Day today. And I, you know, as, as, you know, Chad, my boyfriend's mom and sisters were coming over. I'm like, oh, I love that dress. You look so pretty. You know, I'm hugging them. And I can't help but comment on that they look nice. And and I, I don't think people mind that, right? But it's not like, you know, I was like, oh, you look like you lost weight. Like, I didn't say that. And, you know, and, and now I do consciously try not to say things like that. But I have been in positions where, you know, I've I've seen someone that had like a dramatic weight loss and they almost look... They almost look sick. Like Chad had one of his friends over and I literally did not recognize this guy because he had lost so much weight. And I was, I was, I, I was like, well, first I was like, oh, hi, I'm Veronica. Like I, I introduced myself and he's like, yeah, I know Dave. And I'm like, oh, Dave, I'm like, oh, I didn't even recognize you. And, and, you know, I, I, but I, it was not good. I mean, it was, it was because he was sick. Now I didn't say anything to him because he didn't look well. And I did have this perception that he, he, he was sick, like that, that there was some, some illness that got him there. So I didn't want to comment on that because, you know, I didn't know what had happened. Um, I remember my ex-husband, we went over to his parents' house. This is like two weeks before we got married and his dad was literally yellow, like looked so old. And and I, I was like, when we left, I didn't say anything to his dad, obviously. When we left, I'm like, your dad doesn't look good. I'm like, what's, what's going on? And I assumed he had cancer. He actually had cirrhosis of the liver and he ended up dying just a couple weeks before our wedding. And so the first time I saw him like that, it wasn't two weeks before our wedding. It was months and months before our wedding. Um, and I thought he had cancer, but he did have cirrhosis of the liver. I had no idea this guy was an alcoholic and he just couldn't stop. And it was heartbreaking. But I, you know, you see someone, you see. So again, you're not supposed to comment on people's appearance. That was, that was a tangent. But anyway, um, so yeah, so, so Dylan was like, you know, we know we shouldn't, we still do. I, I do have enough tact not to say when somebody looks like they've been through an illness or something, but Sometimes you do want to know the, I mean, it's hard not to want to know, right? Like you want to know, was this on purpose? Was this an illness? I mean, if you're a curious person and I am, I'm like very curious, I'm the most curious about people. And like, that's why I like reality TV. I like to voyeur into other people's worlds. And so I, I do want to know, and I do want to ask, and, you know, coming from the weight loss industry, we had to ask very personal questions. So I sometimes ask inappropriate questions that I know I shouldn't ask, but I, I'm comfortable asking inappropriate questions or sensitive or personal questions. So I do have to check myself sometimes, especially in this culture today. Um, but then Aileen talked about how it is, you know, it's socially unacceptable. You know, it's very un socially unacceptable now to comment on other, other, on other people's bodies. But again, you know, and she gave some more examples of how people do. And, you know, they're talking about how on this, this, um, season's episode of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Now I've never watched Real Housewives of New Jersey, really. I've seen snippets. I just, for some reason, I never got into that specific, um, show. Like I love the Housewives of Orange County and the Beverly Hills and some other ones. Very excited about Dubai. Uh, but I never got into this one, but she, but I've heard 
you know, now it's, they're all the clips are all over Instagram. So apparently T- Teresa, one of the main characters, has been making fun of Marge, uh, talking about, you know, Mar- Margaret never misses a dinner. Well, if she wasn't wearing though, if she was wearing my leggings, her ass wouldn't be so jiggly in those pants. And it's like, that is just, I mean, the, the lack of awareness of, of tearing down another woman on live television. I mean, T- Teresa isn't the sharpest tool, but I mean, come on, you know, that's just, it's just cruel. It's just mean, you know, and, and if you don't know that you're just, bad person so so then um uh dylan talked about you know people go for the juggle jugular when they have a chance and want to hurt you um but you know gen z there's better message messaging it's hard to change society's tendency to comment positively on weight loss and to think that thinner is better in our society so he just talked about how like that that's our society like even though we try not to comment even though we try not to think these things we've all been ingrained with these messages that thinner is better that that's what we should aspire to be and to do and so it's just hard to not to turn your mind off of that and not perpetuate these tendencies and so Aileen talked about, you know, things are changing somewhat, but at least, you know, we're having a conversation about it and, and talking about it will help bring awareness for the future. And then, um, you know, Dylan talked about, he's gotten better about speaking up on things that bother him. Um, he said he was very afraid in the past to put himself out there, um, you know, because he didn't want to be the person associated with not being thin. So he basically, he never wanted to shame anybody from saying these things because he didn't want them to be like, oh, well, he's saying this because he's not thin himself. And so he's ex- extra sensitive. And, you know, if it bothers him, he's basically putting himself out there in this world as if he represents overweight people. I th- I think that's what he was saying. I, I kind of had a hard time understanding kind of that blurb of what he was saying, but that's, that's what I took from it. I could be a little off in what he was intending to say. Um, but they, they talked about the show, somebody somewhere. I haven't seen it. Um, but apparently the main character is someone that's, you know, not what would be determined as societally thin. And so, and it's just part of, it's not part of the storyline. It's not like, oh, this is, you know, cause he talked about how most people that have somebody overweight, or, you know, the, in a larger body as the main character that, you know, that the storyline is, oh, this is, this is the fat person trying to deal with society and, and, and dealing with the hardships of, of being in a fat body and this and that. But he's like, no, it's just, this is just her. And the storyline is actually about her growing up in this part of the world. And it is just not brought up as, as being an, an issue or a topic, which is very refreshing. And Aileen agreed. It's very refreshing. And, um, and then Dylan talked about how often movies and TV, they'll have this role that should be for somebody in a larger body, but that they pick a thin person and and then they put them in hours of like prosthetics and fat suit and you know makeup to make them look you know 100 pounds fatter Um, and then they're applauded for being brave to like be in that role and he's like why don't you just pick somebody that naturally looks like that and actually is you know has that experience in life and and then Aileen was like yeah there's like shallow hal you know i feel pretty with amy schumer and just in those you know the message was that you know when you're confident you exude beauty 
And I do believe that. I, I definitely think that um, that your attitude does determine how other people, your confidence level, the way you put yourself in the world, the way you carry yourself, your body language, a lot of that matters in, in how people perceive you as a confident person, as, you know, somebody that is, you know, beautiful and confidence, you know, truly is beauty. So I, I do agree with Aileen on that. Um, then Dylan just talked about how, you know, in the real world, if you're trying to date, and you don't have a societally normal size body, you, you just have a harder time. You have fewer options. You know, you shouldn't, but you do. And, you know, Chris Burns has talked about that. And, you know, it's, it's, I, I can imagine that that is tough to be on the dating apps, especially if, you know, there's a lot of pressure on, um, you know, gay men to look a certain way and to have a six pack. And, um, you know, there's definitely a, a mounting pressure for men that only women have had to really deal with at this time um, so far, but, you know, that it's, you know, men are starting to deal with this too. And then Aileen talked about this altercation that Remy Bader had. So I actually need to go look at this uh, right after I get off this podcast. I forgot to go check it out myself. But Remy Bader is this woman who she just she's like blowing up. I mean, she's become so famous so fast. She used to work in PR. And um, and then during the pandemic, she started she gained a lot of weight and started doing these like these clothing hauls where she would try, she basically embraced her size and just started doing all of these, um, trying on clothes and showing like what these brands actually looked like on somebody that, you know, had gained some weight. And she just like took off on, on TikTok. She's, I mean, I just saw her on like keeping up with the Kardashians with, you know, being friends with Chloe. I mean, this girl is like huge now and like, I mean, as far as being popular and, and she, but she's been very honest about how she doesn't like where she's at physically, that she really does struggle with body positivity and her body image. Like she understands that she's become famous this way, but it doesn't mean that she's just like totally content and confident in herself and wants to be the size. She's like, I struggle with my body. I, I want to be thinner. Um, I want to lose weight, but it's really difficult. And um, and so apparently she started this like TikTok thing, kind of, um, like a man on the street kind of, uh, uh, thing where, you know, you ask, you know, random people on the street questions. There's been a lot of comedians that do this. And, uh, she went up to this group of guys and I don't know exactly what she said when she started out, but apparently one of them was like, Hey, you should really lose weight. And Remy was like, excuse me. And apparently like the guys were laughing at her as she walked away and just made fun of her as she walked away. And she just really kind of had a very tough time dealing with that. It's like her worst fear come true. And Aileen was very much relating to how difficult that could be. She's like, my heart was breaking for her because that's exactly what you hope people are not saying and wouldn't do to you. And then they do it right to your face when you're filming I can't imagine how, how tough that was for Remy, knowing that she also struggles internally. Uh, and then Aileen talked about how, um, you know, Chloe was talking about, I think it was on Keeping Up With The Kardashians, but, you know, just Chloe's now become, you know, she's had a lot of plastic surgery. She's obviously lost a ton of weight. You know, she has that show Revenge Body. And, you know, she's gone through a whole transformation. And, you know, a lot of it has been in response to, 
criticism from the public. And, you know, now when you watch Chloe, I mean, it feels like she used to be the sister that just had such a great personality, so confident, just the sweetest, the nicest. And now she's just so in her head about her appearance and, and worried about every single thing that's out there and worried about people's reactions to this and very much a perfectionist. And I think that, you know, the Kardashians in general kind of perfectionists, um, even though it's weird because they've given this whole body positivity and curves, this, you know, instead of like that skinny waif look, this whole new, um, you know, they've made it popular in our society today. But still, you know, obviously the Kardashians now are, you know, have these body types that are very difficult to attain. And especially because they do get a lot of work done and, you know, are able to have private chefs and trainers and all these things. I mean, not that that makes you, you still have to do the work. So credit to them for doing the work. But, you know, it's, it's hard to see Chloe at this point in this state where she's so in her head. She's so focused on her appearance, the extent that it, it disrupts her life and fills her with this incredible anxiety. And it just shows you, no matter how much money you have, I mean, Chloe and the Kardashians clearly have billions of dollars, but like, they're, she's still struggling mentally. She still wakes up with crippling anxiety. She's still, you know, so happiness is not through money, you know, you, the, I think finding happiness within yourself is super important. But James Corden also, you know, he's somebody that, so the, she, Aileen was talking about the scene where, you know, James Corden and Chloe, like Chloe's going on James Corden's show. And James is somebody who's also struggled with his weight and has been very vocal about it. And, um, you know, he was basically trying to talk her off the ledge and telling her to focus, to stop fo focusing on the negatives, focus on the positive, focus about on how many lives you've changed and how many people you've positively impacted. Um, and, and then Dylan, Dylan talked about how, you know, you know, when I am so focused on, you know, even though he's trying to not focus so much on dressing to look thin or dressing to look a certain way, when he hears stories like Remy's, he's like, you know, that, that kind of does tell you that people really are judging you. And it's, it's hard to like, know that people are out there that are going to, you know, talk say things not only behind your back, but right to your face and just be so rude to you. Um, you know, so he, he's like, you're not sure how much real progress you've made. You can't control what other people say. You can, you can't, you know, you just can't stay in your head about things, but you know, so there, it's like, there's progress made in our society because we're, we're more aware of things, but we're still on, all of us are on our own personal journeys of trying to be happy with ourselves and trying to have body positivity. And, you know, I think, you know, this whole body positivity movement happened, you know, in, in the black culture movement. And, um, you know, that, you know, you know, I think a lot of, you know, thin white people are, are trying to take over this movement and look, there's room for everybody, but ultimately this started with marginal, more marginalized people that, you know, are just kind of like left behind in today's society. So um, next, I'm actually supposed to tape a podcast with Mackenzie Green to talk specifically about um, marginalized black people fearing the black body. So that'll be um, hopefully not, not this coming episode, but next episode. Um, and so, 
Aileen said, you know, the fact that you are stronger, you know, you know, she does see that there's progress in society as, as new generations grow up, right? It's hard to change what your parents thought. You know, the older generations are kind of stuck in their ways for, for in, in, in some cases, in some cases not. Like older people can evolve, but that, you know, to look more towards hopefully the future and this awareness that, you know, Gen Z and, and millennials and, and all of us with this just hyper awareness on, um, you know, mental wellness and, and, you know, being happy in who you are and being unique to yourself that we're not supposed to all look like this cookie cutter image of each other and, and copy it each other. It's like our unique qualities are what make us special. Um, you know, Dylan talked about how brands are now being more inclusive. Apparently there's this Abercrombie documentary that, um, you know, that's, that's really interesting, which I'm going to check out. Uh, but they, they've rebranded and, you know, it used to be a very exclusive, very white focused, um, brand, but that now, you know, he can walk in and shop and find something that, that he fits into. And, and Aileen was like, yeah, like I used to want to fit into Abercrombie, I thought it was the, the coolest and, you know, now today is now about, you know, in removing the shame of being yourself, right? It used to all try, you know, be about trying to fit this like white, thin, model-y image. And now it's like, be true to who you are, be yourself. Um, that's what, that's what a lot of us want to see. We love that vulnerability. We like when people put themselves out there in a real, um, and so you know, Dylan was like, but the size that is actually what you'll fit into rather than what you wish you could fit into. Um, I don't know what that means, but I wrote it down as one of my notes. Um, and then, oh, the, just talking about the size game that, you know, it's, you know, because so, so often people were focused on, you know, fitting into that size two, fitting into that size four, fitting into that size six, fitting into that size eight, whatever it was, right? That there's this, this hyper focus on your weight, on your size, on the number in this, on the scale. And all of that is just like a mind fuck, um, you know, blaming ourselves, shaming ourselves for not fitting into a smaller size. And just the more that we can get away from this, the more we can live a life focused on, you know, important things, you know, you know, doing good for the world, giving back, living your true, living true to yourself, living your best life. You know, anybody that insults somebody else's body or, or, or visual image is quite frankly a loser. So, you know, Dylan was like, we're all in the society together where judgment happens. We just need to be realistic, but also be conscious. Um, they, then they started talking about how people can be very brutal during award shows. Uh, and, you know, even with, I mean, I remember, you know, there was that whole, you know, E got in trouble because, uh, what was it? Uh, Juliana Rancic said, made a very racist comment about Zendaya saying that just because she had dreads that she smelled like, um, patchouli and weed, which was horribly racist. And I mean, she got basically removed from E shortly after that. She did come back. Um, but you know, even with red carpets and how they used to just make fun of celebrities and, and the, what they were wearing and, and, you know, it's, it's more, okay, you can comment on the dress, you can comment on the fabric, but it, you can't comment on, 
you know, again, someone's body and what it looks like and, and the size of someone or the appearance of someone, especially in a negative way. I mean, even in a positive way, people don't want to hear that anymore. It's so we're all a work in progress for sure. I think we're all trying to understand how to communicate to each other in a, in a, in, in a better way. Um, you know, and how people perceive things in this world is also going to shape, you know, how they see the comments you make. Cause sometimes you can say, you can have a positive, you can be making a positive comment to somebody on Instagram and they can totally take it the wrong way and get offended. Just, just today, or was it yesterday? I saw this picture of this video. I was on you up of this guy punching. He's like before my girlfriend. And he just like puts the pillow on the, on the, on the couch. Then he says, after I met my girlfriend and he like punches this pillow so hard. He like, he like karate chops it like aggressively. And what I didn't, what I took away from that, what I saw was somebody that was frustrated at his girlfriend, angry, and was punching a pillow to take out his stress. And I made this comment, like, I hope that's the only thing that he punches like that. Because again, my perception, having been through domestic violence, having almost been murdered by an intimate partner in my past, which I'll save the story for another time in the future. Um, you know, I, I took that as like, the sky is aggressive. This is scary. But the reality is when I showed it to my boyfriend, um, he's like, no, he's zhuzhing the pillow. I'm like, oh, I totally took that wrong. And, but it's based on my, 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 my perception that what, you know, traumatic events that I've been through. And that's where this, like, we all get triggered, right? Like, I, you know, you can say something, what you think is harmless on, on the internet and it triggers somebody and it's, it's impossible not to trigger somebody. Something you say that is completely innocuous is going to trigger somebody. Apparently my comment then triggered men who then started aggressively being like, well, why are you saying that? Why would you, why would you do that? This one guy was like swearing at me. And I said, I I calmly responded, it's, I may have perceived this wrong, I will own that. I said, but I perceive this because I've been through domestic violence. And this guy was like coming after me. I mean, clearly it triggered something within him. Um, he's like, I'm an MMA fighter. You're insinuating that this guy's an abuser. How dare you? And and then he's like, starts like dropping F-bombs at me. And I'm like, okay, buddy, like you're you're also triggered. And now your response to me is completely inappropriate. So I've learned not to fight, continue to fight with people. I mean, I, I definitely like to fight with people in general. I'm, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, I can be a little assertive that way, but it's also not healthy for my own mentality. So I just blocked him and reported him for using foul language like that. And just, you know, this world is a crazy place. Anyway, we're all just trying to do our best. Anyway, so that's the episode. Um, please uh, leave me a review, uh, which means go to wherever you listen to podcasts, scroll down to the bottom, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, leave some stars, leave a comment. That's how um, you know we get recognized as having some engagement. So that means a lot. Uh, please follow me on the Diet Obsessed uh, at Instagram at the Diet Obsessed Podcast. And uh, like I said, we have Mackenzie Green coming up and more great episodes. So until we meet again, I hope all of you have a very balanced week.